Welcome to the 331st episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on April 9th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's helping me speedrun today, Carlos Rodella. Yes, a very fast show. I'm in, uh, uh, what, how would I want to say, tumultuous spirits? Tumultuous, tumultuous spirits? spirits? Sure, that works. That works. Uh, anyways, it's not just that, but also we have a shorter time period, but we're going to still record because we have to. show must go on. The show must go on. And also, I have a lot of like anger to get through this episode. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, what's it, therapeutic. Sure, sure. Getting that stuff out. Better out than in is what they say. Right. Do they say? Who's they? Uh, them. They, oh. they do. They say that. Man, we need to talk to they. I know. They're, they're out they there. say a lot of things. <laughs> and I don't know. I think they should answer for some of what they've been saying. You must, you must answer for your words. Yeah. All right, folks. As Carlos has alluded to, we are on a bit of a time crunch today. Uh, part of that is on me because I had a life situation pop up before the show that ate through some of our time. And part of it is just because life in general... Uh, we do have a bunch of games to get through, so we may be talking a little quicker than normal, and we may be cutting things a little shorter than normal, uh, but we did want to get an episode out to you, because that is our commitment, that is our creed, that is our belief, that is our way of life, um, so we're not going to skip recording this week, but we will maybe go a little quicker. You may notice. You may notice breathless, breathless podcasting. Today. Yeah, we're at speed 2.5. Exactly. Um, and also, it's because I do also want to put an asterisk next to it because Brad has 8 million games each week. I do. I have an 8, 8.5 8 million. million games. And we right. pare it down to six or seven. That's right. I did get rid of some. Um, well, we can do a quick housekeeping. Let's just run through and then and run All out right. the other well, side. Well, well, in the interest of saving time, everybody knows something, something, duct tape, sharing a room. Okay, cool. Go. Go ahead. Go for it. I don't even know if we ever have to say it each time. I just think it's fun. I like tradition. I like the tradition of saying okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. You like it then. And if this week we're skipping it, housekeeping, let's go. It's housekeeping. I mean, you say that on a podcast. So, um, yeah, I guess one positive thing is I saw that Cult of the Lamb um, Doom and Shroom cartoon. Oh, yeah. You sent me the link to that. I know you don't care about the game or yeah, like care. you were over it, but um, I just thought it was really cool because of, uh, you know, anybody who played that game, if you watch that cartoon, it totally like reflects the feeling you have about like the villagers in that game. What is the feeling dumb. you have about the villagers? Well, they're dumb and they just like eat their own shit or they want to eat their own shit for some reason. And uh, I'm, that's not a pun. That's like, just actually, no, that's a literal. Yeah, I remember. That's a literal yeah. thing from the game. Yeah, and then like, you know they just don't know what to do without your leadership, and that's just like funny. Like I would like more cartoons about the the re, the ridiculousness of video games. You know what I mean? Eating poop. Well, yeah, and again, just you doing everything for them, and if you leave, like they're like, we didn't do it. We we didn't even be, bathe or eat. Like we didn't have your direction to lead us. Um, that's yeah. That sounds that sounds depressing actually because. That, to me, suggests you're running just like a care facility and you're not really playing a roguelike, which makes me really sad. You have a bunch of people who, like, need nurses and in-home care. And it's, you're kind of, yeah, that's, that's pretty. me It's kind of like that. I mean, at some point yeah. someone dies and they just leave him there. And, you know, that happens in the game. And you're like, oh, crap, I have to, like, build, like, a grave site or something. But if you didn't do it, it'll just sit there. Yeah. And so, like, the cartoon brought it up, which I thought was really funny. Anywho, just check it out. It's called To the Lamb, Doom and Shroom on YouTube. Um, that's a positive right. thing. Okay, good. Positive, yes. 
Uh, here's a kind of negative thing that I know that you think is positive, so I guess it's a positive <laughs> negative. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know what this is. Okay, go ahead. Game Pass, you know, I'm kind of on the fence of all the time. Oh, uh, sure. Iron Brigade, Loop Hero. Yeah. These are these are the oh wait and Goat Simulator Goat one Simulator. Yes. one yes the first one what the fuck okay Go I know on. you Keep like talking. okay I know you like Iron Brigade and I, I like do it love too it. Yeah, I, I liked it, it uh, a lot when it came out in two thousand fucking eleven yes I liked Loop Hero when it came out in twenty twenty one which is two years ago yes and I liked Goat Simulator when it came out eight million years ago sure old games. As new releases on Game Pass, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, in the beginning, I know they were trying to, like, catch up and being like, hey, here's a bunch of old back catalog stuff. We're going to give you all this stuff for you to check out. But it's just weird when I go to the Game Pass and I see old games. I don't know. Uh, I'm fine with it. I mean, number one, I think all those are are good games. I mean, I, I like them all to one degree or another, although I will say that Iron Brigade is fucking amazing. I love Iron Brigade. It's great. Um, so good. But I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's like they bring stuff to Game Pass every single week, and there's only so many new releases a week that I think are good enough to bring. And also, a lot of people haven't played these games. It's like I think it's totally fine to like have them be available and to expand the library and just to have more choices. I mean, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, as long as we don't get into like old games every week for the next six months, I think that's a serious problem. But if it's like, you know, new game, new game, new game. Oh, here's something old you probably haven't seen before. Because I, I know for a fact most people have not played Iron Brigade. Most people don't even know what Iron Brigade is. Like Double Fine has turned its back on it. Uh, the guy, uh, Brad Muir, who had created it, I'm not even sure he's even a Double Fine anymore. Uh, and that game never got the props that it deserved uh, to begin with. Loop Hero, I mean, widely celebrated, but a lot of people still haven't played that. And uh, Goat Simulator, that's a kind of weird one. I'm kind of scratching my head at that one personally. But, uh, you know, kids love it. It's good for the kids. Uh, yeah, but so, Goat Simulator 3 just came out. It's dumb. It's but fucking But maybe people dumb. want to go back to the first one. Maybe that's why, right? No, like you're playing it's Goat Simulator. I mean, you're just giving it uh, excuses because I, I'm just, it's I'm licensing. Just, it's like they don't have anything. Is what Your original answer is probably the correct one. I'm just spitballing, man. I don't know. It could be. But, you know, uh, I know some people like to play like you play the new one and you're like, oh, well, I want to see what the first one's like. I do that sometimes. You probably do that, too. Everybody does that. So as long as it's not every week, I don't care about it. And I love just expanding the library and often just revisiting old stuff. Like we, we get in this mill of new, 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 new all the time. But like think about what that would be like if we did that with movies or music or or books. I can't imagine never going back and listening to like a classic album. Like what if we like never went back to listen to like something like Nirvana or Prince or something, even, you know, like the stuff, the big band stuff from like the twenties or whatever, that stuff is good. It's old. Who cares? Like that's like really valuable, great stuff or like books or movies. I never want to see uh, the wizard of Oz. Fuck the wizard of Oz. It's old. We're only going to watch new movies. I mean, you know, I feel like games can be the same way and, and not everybody has to do that. That's fine. But I think a little bit of mix of old and new is great. It works for me. All right. I, I see what you did there. It's like hard for me to like say no to that. Of course, I like old stuff. I like things yeah. that it did come out just now. But when you're paying a money for a Game Pass and it's expectations, it's it's based on your expectation. If you go, sure, sure, I want Game Pass for old games and also some new games sometimes. Then there's an expectation. But in general, what they sold it on is that you get day one brand new games. On Game Pass. That's what they first started with. I mean, that's part. I don't know if that's their only pitch. Well, I that's think. what they started the whole service with. Like, well, we're going to sh- give you all these games, and they're going to be day one on Game sure, Pass. Sure, like, And they've delivered. Exciting. I feel like they have delivered on that. But there's yeah. nothing big coming out right now, I guess. So anyway, anyway I hear what you're saying for sure. I don't want it to be 
just old classics. I think that should be a separate service, you know, like the, I don't know, the retro service or something. But as long as it's not every week and that's all we get, I'm fine. Like, I don't mind getting some classics out. And God damn it, Iron Brigade is a motherfucking unappreciated classic. I was so happy to see that show. Me and my kid jumped on it. My wife is going to join us later on for some three-person. That game, that game fucking slaps, dude. He's doubling down. Okay, by the way, I, li- I know and love Brad, and I actually followed... <laughs> What? Oh, no, I thought you meant me. You meant Brad Muir. Oh, no, not you. I was Come like, on. oh, shit, he's getting ready to put the smack down on me. Okay, I'm bracing. Okay, oh, like I was like talking about you in the third person. That's what, yeah, that's Holy what I thought. Shit. I was like, that wow. would have been fucking tough, dude. Carlos is about to drop the hammer. Watch I out. I would have. Oh, my goodness. That's funnier now that if I would have done that. That's that great. Funny. I thought no, you Brad Muir, I met him and uh, there's really good E3 memories that I have yeah. with uh, him yeah. and stuff. And I loved, uh, I followed the release of the game, played the shit out of it. I played it early, you know. Anyways, so that's, it's not about that. It's about the fact yeah. that, you know, there's a golf game and then there's a fucking goat simulator one. And I'm like, okay, I can't play any of this. Anyways, that's off. Enough of that. The sure. other, wait, 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 wait. I have one E3 memory too, real quick. Oh, I went yeah. To, I went to a, like an E3. There was a double fine booth. I had just got done playing Iron Brigade at that time. And I'm like, oh my God, this game is fucking amazing. I want to buy some merch. I'm here at the Double Fine booth. And if you've never been to their booth, they have a ton of merch. And I'm like, oh, cool. They had all this, like, Psychonauts shit. And this was before the sequel had even come out. So they were still riding on the first Psychonauts. And they had, like, whatever else was out at the time. Like, that one broken chalice or whatever the fuck it was mm-hmm. they come out with. And I'm like, oh, man, okay, cool, cool, cool. But, like, where's all the Iron Brigade stuff? They're like, huh? I'm like, Iron Brigade, your game with the mech suits and stuff? They're like, oh, ah, we might have, like, a... There might be like one soundtrack in the back or something. And there was like nothing there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like your guy's best game. And they're like, oh, well, glad you like it. But um, can I throw some money at you? Yeah, we don't have uh, I don't know. Bob, maybe online. Bob, we got something on the web. Uh, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Fuck you guys, man. So Damn. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. They didn't show it the proper love, but it is very good. Whatever. Now this is becoming like a promotion for going to go to game pass and get iron brigade yeah, that's not what i wanted to do <laughs> that's what okay, I i'm want switching to gears do. switching um, gears well actually i'm keeping the same gear and the e3 memories was another housekeeping thing oh yeah um danny uh from no clip um yes danny o'dwyer right danny o'dwyer yeah uh, he was just on a podcast of his and talking about e3 being over for good like we had mentioned last episode um i think you said like it might not be and almost almost every single person is saying yeah, Feeling it's like it's over. Good. Yeah. Um, so they were going through memories, and I remembered that he has a great documentary on E3. And at the time, he didn't know, but it actually probably is going to be the last E3. And it was from 2019. Wow. So and he made so, the swan song for the show and didn't even realize it, huh? Yeah, but it's out right now. I mean, it's it's been out, obviously, since 2019. So go sure. check it out on his okay. on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, no clip, and it's called Behind the Scenes at the Final E3. I think he just retitled it. Yeah. Um, oh, don't Danny really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smart marketing, that Danny O'Dwyer. Yeah. Good and videos, too. Absolutely. Awesome videos, and I always supported him. And um, and then it reminded me of, like, the last time I saw him at a D3, uh, I was doing the GameSpot booth, and we were both very, very sweaty. And it was the show just finished. <laughs> I bring that up. You'll, I, you'll I love that. That's the first thing you said. We were there, and we were sweaty. <laughs> well, you'll see why. I'm I'm getting to it. So we're both sweaty, both tired, and uh, we did a like man hug, you know, like on camera for like the end of the show or something. Did you like slide off each other? It was just like we could feel it. Is my uh... point? I was like, oh, and I just immediately exclaimed, like, we are both wet. Um, yeah, yikes, so it was bro. funny. Yikes! Okay, but it was a good memory because it's like the, that kind of like 
we did it. It's over. It that was so tiring, but it was so worth it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that just reminded me that I, I miss that part of E3. The sweat, the man sweat, the man sweat mainly. Yeah, no, I definitely the guilt free, the guilt free man sweat that is also free <laughs> no, free. You didn't have to pay. I think for which, it. I would think it was full of guilt. Um, <laughs> anyways, so the other thing is, um, this was not E3 related, but and this is. I just wrote down a bunch of things I'm angry about this week. Sure. But Sony ponies, yeah. no, no one ever used that term again. Can we just? Can <laughs> we, we just never come use up it? recently? It came up. It comes up all the time on like, um, what's a what's his butt skill? You on like the IGN the IGN message boards? Where are you at? No, just any YouTube video. Like Skillup does it a lot. Oh, does I hate he? that okay. he does. And um, you know, it pops up on I think uh, IGN stuff and. I don't know. It's just so dumb. I, what is the Xbox one? Do they have one? Xbox. No, I don't think anyone ever says that. Oh, okay. Well, you got to go to the Sony board. I bet they say it over there. No, I'm not talking about boards. I'm not going to fucking anybody. forums. I'm just saying like YouTube videos. Hi, maybe it's because Xbox people are just ex- distinguished, upstanding citizens, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, just fucking everybody who ever said it and who's going to try to say it in another show, know that I fucking hate that you say it. And if you say it on a show from now on, I'm just going to go to the comments section. I'm going to light it up. Oh, um, shit. Carlos yeah, will put you on notice. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. It's not even because I like PlayStation a lot. It's because it does. it's a horse. It's yeah. a fucking horse. It's true. Small it horse. It doesn't make sense. Anyways, I just wrote down Sony Pony That's Stop funny. It on my That's notes. Funny. Sony Pony Stop It. That would be a good title for the show, actually. It would be. All right. What else you got? Um, last thing is Lovecraftian days are on Steam, and that's oh, kind yeah. of a good thing for you because you like Lovecraft. I didn't get any. How how are they not emailing me about this? I get emails about all the shit from Steam that I don't care about, and this is the one thing that I would care about. I didn't even know this was going on. I don't know. Fail, that's Gabe. Fail. Fail hard. Uh, I, I mean, maybe you played all the games already on it, but it's going on now at the time of this recording. Funny. That would be hilarious if that was true. I'll have to go check it out. I uh, I need to get another controller for my PC because I just can't do this mouse and keyboard shit. But yeah, if there's a good sale going on, I'll check it out. I, I'm in the mood for some Lovecraft stuff right now. Wait, so. hold on. WTF, and I'm not supposed to go on tangents. You don't have a fucking controller for your PC? I had one, but I had to give it to my son. He wanted to use it. So he's using it for his PC right now. So Oh, do you I have had... an any extra Xbox controller? Because you can just use that. I mean, I have the one that's attached to mine, but I don't want to bring it down here. I got to get to get like an extra one. Like I want a dedicated one. Yeah, you should. There. I mean, that's yeah. the only reason I would ever... Touch yeah, my PC. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I gotta get another one. I had one. I had one, but you know, like I said, the kid co-opted it. I'll get a new one. No big deal. Okay, that's all I have. Uh, all I had was Iron Brigade, but you brought it up ahead of me, so I don't have nothing to say except for Sweet. check out Iron Brigade on uh, on Game Pass, which is a fucking dope ass game. I will say just one thing really quickly. Um, it is a it's brought over from 360, and they did enough work on it to make it run on the Xbox X slash S. Uh, but there are still some hiccups. Like sometimes. The multiplayer just chooses like not to work for some reason, and it's still operating off of the 360 friends list, which was weird as fuck, dude, because my son has been my friend on Xbox, you know, ever since he's been able to play, um, but like it didn't detect him on X. I had to like re-add him as a friend via the 360 interface, which comes up when you play Iron Brigade. Oh, so like weird stuff like that, but it works. It's fine. You can get through it, but just heads up. It's a little... It's a little hinky, um, but whatever. It's like 13 years old, so I'm glad that it functions at all. So anyway, check it out. I think it's fucking rad, and uh, that's all I got today. Oh, be, uh, just because it's timely, um, yeah. it's uh, Easter today, and um, the I, reason I bring it up because I was uh, I made a video. Is Jesus back? Because I didn't check. Is he back? 
No, I think he already came back. Remember, that's a thing. Was that before? Oh, yeah, it already happened. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I thought I'd um, do like a little funny sketch about the history of Easter eggs. Okay. And I'll just, I think it might be funnier just saying it because I don't know if the sketch is funny at all. But um, if you didn't know, one of the origins of Easter eggs being like hidden everywhere was, uh, I think it was England. They would take uh, hair pie, which is rabbit what? pie. Oh, yes. Jesus. Okay. That, and they that would throw out pieces on the ground to, like, you know, the peasants or the people. And they would, all the people would scramble for the pie because they loved that rabbit pie. Sure. Who doesn't? Um, who doesn't love a rabbit pie? I say that in the sketch, by the way, and it's being facetious. Uh, super gross. Anyways, um, they're all scrambling for the hair pie. And then in the sketch, the guy's like, yeah, maybe throw something out that's, like, less smashy uh, because this has a lot of rocks in it. Um, see, they're hold for applause, hold for jokes and laughter. <laughs> no laughter on this end. Um, see, the weird thing was when you said hair pie, I immediately thought of like somebody like going to the barbershop and sweeping that up and then putting that in a crust. And I was really grossed out. I know. I know. That's why I do say rabbit pie in the sketch yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anywho, the point is that's how the beginning. And then they said like, well, let's do something different instead of like pie. Um, and then eggs. Yeah. There you go. There you go. History lesson, not history funny lesson. apparently, but history lesson. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take down the sketch. <laughs> All right, folks, let's talk about some games. Uh, it's gonna be, as we said, it's the speed run show today. So let's just get right to it. Uh, Carlos, you're they're kind of circling back on a lot of games. This is the circle back show for you, which is which is totally cool. I love circling back on some things once in a while. You're circling back on one of my all time favorite uh, Diablo likes. Uh, I suspect I'm going to end up liking it more than you, but I do want to hear what you have to say about Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr. And I think yeah. that's all the names. There may even be like a deluxe edition or something in there somewhere. But Inquisitor Martyr, weird name. It doesn't roll off the tongue. But God damn it, I thought this was a fucking fantastic Diablo-like. And I know we were talking a little bit about it last week. So you were motivated to revisit. And I'm I'm curious to hear what happened. Yeah, there's definitely like a through line, obviously, this yes. show. Um, okay. My own kind of uh, down feelings, but also my own kind of like just looking for something new, uh, which I do almost every other episode, um, and not finding anything, so going back to old games. But yeah, so I liked it when we played it, and we talked about it in the review, and I think we mm. both were like glowing reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just played Diablo 4, uh, still frustrated with Diablo 2 because of its level scaling. Sure. And 4 has that too, which is kind of frustrating. But still, 4 was like just a lot was done really, really well and the graphics were just fucking breathtaking. So going back, this is also a recurring theme, to older games that try to look high def, but they're like not fully or maybe not even fully 60 frames, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, It's kind of it's almost like it gets in your eyes in a way like there's too much detail, but not enough frame rate. Okay. I'm noticing that. Like remember, go back to um, what's it's called. Uh, the souls game that bloodborne bloodborne. Yes. It's fucking terrible to look at. Like I, in my opinion, uh, it's just, it's, it's trying to be fast, but there's just so much going on and all the detailed. I don't know. Nowadays I can't go back. So I had a little bit of that and I was like, well, this so it doesn't is, run smooth enough for you. It doesn't run smooth enough. And also, again, it's just it's detailed in certain ways, but also it just looks kind of like simple. And I don't know. It just didn't feel I've had enough oomph to it. Uh, like pixely. It felt pixely. 
and yeah, I did zoom in though. You can zoom in. I like that. Yeah, you can. So I did that to make it feel a little better, but then you can't see the whole, you know, play field. So it doesn't kind of work. Anyways, the main thing is that I, it, it, it loses me. Like the story's fucking nonsensical in my opinion. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of cool because it's sci-fi and you're on a spaceship and the spaceship's kind of alive and you're like, oh, what am I doing? I'm going down doing Diablo stuff in a spaceship. But then you go back to a hub and then it's just super boring once you get to the hub because it just feels like formulaic. Like, okay, do this. Now go to the, you know, what's it called? Mission board. Pick the mission. Go to the planet. The planet has four different options. I feel like No Man's Sky or something. And then go to one of the planets and and then, you know, do the whole level and then come back to us and then upgrade your shit and then go back. I mean, you're basically describing every Diablo like ever, including Diablo. Yeah, but okay. So in Diablo 4, I cared more about the story. Okay, which, that's fair. That's fair. And so in this one, I was like, yeah, zero makes zero sense in the story. And there's so much dialogue and they just throw so much history of, at you that I was just lost immediately. Like, there's just too much. And then those Inquisitors, blah, blah, blah. You remember from the blah, 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 and the religion of the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they give you all the 40K shit, which I, I can take or leave. I'm not, like, into the lore or anything. I usually just skip through most of it. I mean, it was more about the gameplay for me than the story, honestly. Yeah, and I don't know. I just remember, like, the hub being just so formulaic. And I just didn't, I didn't feel any real, like, desire to keep going. Like, I was like, I get it. Oh, and then all the upgrades are fucking confusing as balls, dude. Do we not talk about that? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I should put an asterisk. Some people might find balls not confusing because um, <laughs> that was a weird one to pick. But it, it just seriously, it just like, oh, there's a million eyeballs. Go back to balls. There's like these eye things. Then there's like these yes. brain pieces. Yes. And the brain pieces are green and blue and the blue's kind of better, but the green could also be better. So it's not like just legendary, you know, it's like that one's kind of better because it does eight other things that the other one doesn't do. And then swords are like that too. And then you have two different sword layouts, uh, loadouts, and then each one is better for different reasons. And then there's tower defense, by the way, which we didn't talk about. So once tower defense started coming in certain levels, I was like, I'm over this. There's just too much stuff. That's my review. It's (laughs) too much shit. It's like, where's the fucking game, and why do I care to play this or beat this or help anybody? Well, Everybody's like just is... a robotic thing you do, and you look at numbers, and I just don't know. So this was not the game for you this week? No, it's not the game for me ever. Like, those ever. kind of okay. games ever, okay. anymore, ever. All right. All the right. only way I'll play a Diablo is if it has a fucking purpose that I care about. That's it. From here on out, Pills of Eternity. I already did it, right? I'm out. All the ones I talked about last week, I, I don't want to do it. Like that formula, I'm also just be looking at Excel spreadsheet. All right. Fuck so you need shit. you need the story. You're saying from now on, you're planting your flag and saying, if I want to play a Diablo like, yes, I got to give a shit about the actual story. Yeah. Fuck okay. off. That's if fair. I, don't. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's no problem at all. I mean, and I also, it saying, has to sure. be a little less confusing because so many of these are like, like remember with pillars, you go in and it's like, how about some gems in your pockets? Put gems in your shoes. Like immediately, it's like eight different currencies. Fuck all that. I have life to deal with. All yeah. right? Yeah. Life is 8,000 currencies. <laughs> it's like currency of cleaning the bathroom, currency of feeling depressed, currency of getting a job. Fuck that in games. I'm over it. 
Okay. That's so, fair. That's totally fair. It's fine that people like it. I 100% don't. I'm uh, out. Totally fine. There is a there is a fit for everyone. This was not your fit. I get it. I get it. I will say just in its defense, uh, I think this game is a fucking awesome. I love it, uh, but I'm a, I'm a 40K fan-ish. I don't play the board game, but I do like the property and the design, and I like a lot of the games, so that's fine. And in terms of Diablo likes, I thought the mechanics were really great in this one. I did like the systems. It's really deep, so maybe, you know, maybe tinkering with stuff is maybe not your jam this week or whatever, but I felt like I liked the ability to kind of go in and tweak a bunch of stuff, and uh, I like the different classes. So for me, I thought this one was great, and I actually played a lot of this with my wife as well. I think it works great single player. I think it works great multiplayer. Um, but if it's not your jam, it's not your jam. And I, I would never tell somebody to come to this for the story. So I think you're I think you were on point there for sure. Uh, but I, I will say uh, I get why you don't like it, but I do think for me, great game, loved it. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but just because you said that, I'm going to say one more thing I just sure, remembered. Go ahead, go ahead. The other reason it's bullshit, it's fine, but it's also bullshit, is that each fucking level, you can pick the difficulty. Yeah, Fuck what's wrong with you. that? Oh, come on. Is this a game? Is this a world? Do I believe anything that's happening while I walk around as its character? <laughs> no, I don't, because I go to a place and I decide how difficult the bad guys yeah. are. It's the, are you talking about the different objectives? Like some are no. the easy objectives and some are the hard objectives? No, I'm not talking about that. You go to an area and you can pick harder. Well, why? I mean, what's wrong with that? Like it gives you a choice. You want a hard challenge or you want to just chill? I mean, they're, they're giving you the option. Um, you could pick hard all the time if you want to. Yeah, it just it doesn't fit with anything. Like why do I, again, believing the world. Like, oh, I'm going to go to this place. But before I go there, it's like I just know that I'm in the Matrix, right? I sure. know I'm in a simulation. That's what it feels like. That's that's really what I'm trying to say. Is I playing the game makes me feel like I'm playing a board game, really. Like I'm playing an interface of things. Sure. And the minute they were like, oh, this level is a regular level, or if you want, it's a hard level, or it's like a super hard level. It's like what you want it to be. And then you get more currency. But then yeah. that currency affects the fucking game and the story. And so like it is a game of systems. And yeah, again, back to that. Like that's. I mean, I think that's. I think that's accurate. I think you're. I think you are not wrong. But uh, I mean, I didn't come to it for the story, so I like it just for the gameplay and systems. But if you want, like you just said, you want to have more emotional, mental involvement. I mean, it would make sense that you bounce off it like that. So I mean, you know, I get where you're coming from. I get you. All right, I'm backing way into the bush. I get you. <laughs> All right, it was not a win for Carlos this week, although that is one of my favorite games. No problem. Horses for courses. Everybody's got their own jam. We got plenty of other stuff to talk about, folks. Let me take over for a minute here. Let me talk for a minute about a couple Switch games I played this week. First one, Tents and Trees. T-E-N-T, like camping tent. Tents and Trees. Not tense like you're nervous. That would be funny. That's a whole different game. Mm. Uh, this is kind of like... I wasn't sure what kind of game this was at first, but basically it's almost like a P-Cross, which is weird because it doesn't exactly look like a P-Cross when you start it. Uh, but basically it's, a, it's the same kind of board. You're looking at a, a 2D grid and... There's numbers on the top and numbers on the side, kind of like a little spreadsheet, just the way that Pcross looks. But instead of uncovering squares and making a picture, what you have to do is you have to arrange tents in a very specific pattern. So there is three kinds of tiles. There's grass, where there's nothing on it. It's just empty. Grass is like an empty square. There's a tree that takes up one square. And then there's a tent. Every tent has to be right next to a tree for reasons. And no tent can be next to another tent because I guess you hate your neighbors. 
which is fine. I get it. I don't want to be next to people either. So what you do is you get these little these puzzles and you see trees scattered all over the place. And then you get your little P-cross numbers on the top of the side. And then you have to figure out, okay, this, this line needs to have three tents in it, but I can't put them side to side. And the trees are arranged in such a way that I need to figure out, well, if I put a tree over here and a tent over here, then I can't put a tent over here. Oh, okay, got to go back, erase this one. Okay. And so you kind of work your way through the puzzles like that, where mm. you kind of just really chill, really, um, you know, just kind of approach them and just logical. I mean, logic wins the day every single time, right? Where you just figure out if a tree is here and a tent is here, that means that the only place it can be is here. And you just got to get through them. Uh, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, graphics are pretty simple. You have tents, trees, and grass. That's all there is. Looks like P-Cross a little bit. I had an okay time with it. I did a fair amount of puzzles, and I was waiting to see if it was going to get more complex. It does not get more complex, or at least not in the part that I saw. I didn't finish the whole game, but uh, I, I played a good chunk of it. And I think it's just one of those chill games where you just want to sit down with something. You want to turn your brain off a little bit. You want to chill. I personally think P-Cross is a little bit better just because I, I like uncovering the pictures. And I think the number, the number system is a little bit more, I mean, I don't want to say it's deeper or more interesting, I guess, but just, I felt like there's just like a little bit more to it. Um, doing the tents and the trees a couple times when you get done, you're just like, okay, there's more tents and more trees. Cool. And I just did that again and it's fine. Like I'm not complaining. I don't want to seem like I'm being an asshole here because I'm not trying to shit on this game. I think it's great if you want something that's like Picross, something nice and chill, and you want to just have a very simple, straightforward thing. Sometimes that's exactly what you need. Sometimes that's that's all you want, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's what you want, I think this game checks that box. I don't think it's going to pull me away from Picross, but I do think it's a great alternative. So just know that it exists, and I think it's pretty good if you're in the market for that thing. It doesn't need to pull you away from it. It could just be an additional... It could be an additional thing. Relaxing exactly. thing. That's a very good point. Thank you, sir. Uh, the other thing I will talk about this week is Marfusha. Uh, this came out of literally nowhere... M-A-R-F-U-S-H-A. Uh, I got a little PR email about it, and they're like, it's out. And I'm like, it's out? What is it? I don't even... I, what? Huh? And this is a really interesting 2D... I struggle to even describe what it is. It is kind of a shooter, basically, but not really... Marfusha? Marfusha, I'm yeah. Trying to Google it. So the premise is that you are in a futuristic city. You play a little girl who is also conscripted as a soldier. Uh, people within the city need you to defend the city from robots. You need to go out to the gate and you need to shoot every single robot that comes your way because the robots want to get inside and kill what boils down to being the rich people. And you are a poor person, so there's already some class discussion going on. You're like a throwaway person, a poor person on the edge of the city. And they're like, yeah, here, take this gun, go stand in front of this gate, shoot all the robots. And if you die, whatevs. We don't care because we're inside and we're rich. So I already like the premise of like, you know, getting some social commentary going on. That's good. I like a little bit of that in my games. So that's fine. And it's interesting because the robots that approach the gate, this is a 2D. So like you're standing there with a gun, the gate is to your left and the robots come from the right and they just come in like waves. Right. And so the robots are coming for the gate. They are not coming for you. So they don't give a shit about you. So you don't get hurt. Like they never come after you. You don't take damage or anything. They're not, they're not after you. So you sit there and blow away these robots and they're going and going and going for the gate. So that's kind of interesting because at first when you play it, you're like, oh, I should be dodging or blocking. But like, bro, they're not shooting at you. They they don't care about you. So it's an interesting mechanic that you're just like on the battlefield, but also you're not a target, which is something that's kind of novel for video games. Mm. Um, and the other thing is like it goes really quick. A level in this game is like 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Like you just show up, the robots come, you blast them, wave over. 
then you get like some money and between levels you have uh multiple different choices of stuff it's um I don't want to call it a roguelike. I don't think it's really fair to call it a roguelike, but you get different upgrades between each level and they can just be really random. Like you'll get three cards to choose from. It'll be like plus one attack, plus one bullet capacity, or you can have a different gun and your guns wear down over time. So you have to re replace your guns every once in a while. You'll get um, helpers once in a while that you can um, have to help you shoot. You get like a, another little, another poor girl with a shotgun or a little poor girl with an LMG or something. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. But I think that's kind of the, the interesting part about the game, right? Is like these sol these 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 kid soldiers who are conscripted, they're just like, oh yeah, we got to do our best for the city. But actually they don't give a shit about us. And we live in this disgusting hovel. And between levels, we're just eating like this gross food and we're wearing gray clothes and this life sucks. But yet we're also still defending this, this system that's in place, you know, can't say that I don't see some parallels going on here. feels a little, a little close to home at times. Um, so I think overall it's really interesting. Uh, downsides. Downsides are it's really shallow, right? Because the robots are not going for you. You're basically just shooting the robots and you want to make sure you upgrade pretty quickly. Uh, there's not a lot to it. I wish that there was a little bit more to it. If there was just a little bit more, like maybe a couple different systems maybe one or two more systems thrown into it maybe a little bit more interaction with your helpers because you can get these helpers and they'll show up in your house you get they say like one thing and then like that's all there is but it seems like there's a there's lots of opportunity for like camaraderie or like dialogue choices or something but there's just none of that in there um, i think this comes from probably a very small team maybe like just like one or two people and this is probably their first thing i think it's a really great start like i would love to see this exact thing just take into the next level. Keep the, keep everything, but like add systems, add some dialogue choices, add some different, um, you know, options or something. Like, I feel like they're right on the cusp of having something that's actually pretty fucking cool. Um, it's just a little bit too simple and a little bit too straightforward. I, I liked it um, and I finished it. I don't think that I would probably play through it again, but when I got to the end, there was like 10 different endings. And I'm like, whoa, what? Mm. Like, I didn't... I was not aware that I was making choices. I wasn't sure what happened. Maybe it's because of the partner I chose. Maybe it was my percentage success rate. I mean, I don't know what happened, but uh, I would love to see the other endings, but I I, I probably wouldn't just play through it again because it kind of got boring after after one playthrough. But I did finish it. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think it's just a couple bucks. I think it's a pretty small game, and I think it's a cool start. I would really encourage these developers to keep going, do more, because I think they're on a good track. And this is not a bad start, but uh, you can finish it like an hour, two hours, and then just kind of, you know, absorb it for what it is and move on. And I think it's uh, it's pretty interesting overall. Um, there's some mature content in it for some reason. It shows up on Steam that there's something mature, mature content. I don't, I'm sure what that would be. I mean, there's I didn't some uh, nakedness. I don't know. I didn't. Um, I mean, at one point, maybe like you can choose to go take a shower between levels, and it's just like you get a flash of like a naked shoulder or something. Wow, it's not silly. it's not anything. I don't remember any nakedness. All right. Well, anyways, it's it, it yeah, it's like $8 on Steam. It seems like a just a quick experience and yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. first um it's the first game from them, the developer. Uh I can't pronounce it. Hiniari or something. Anyways, yeah, go check it out. It's, I I definitely saw it. It showed up on PlayStation I think as well and Xbox. I think it's on everything. I think it's yeah. on everything. Yeah. It's it, um, it's interesting. If you want something experimental, you, you finish it in like an hour, hour and a half, and there's some things to chew on in there. Um, not the deepest game I've ever played, but I, I can't say that I didn't have fun. I think I did have fun with it. So cool. There you go. Marfusha. Uh, back to you, Carlos, for a game that I absolutely had no fun with. Lords of the Fallen. What? How are we talking about this again? Well, we're talking about this because Carlos was fucking 
crazy for a new game and is like going through everything he can. Carlos is Jones in. Um, yeah, man, I still haven't found it. I'm still, that's another reason I'm pissed today. Like I have nothing to play this weekend. Uh, oh no, first world problems. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, but by the way, no, fuck that. It's not first world problems. When you have depression you need, and you need, and games are your escape. It's yes. very fucking important. It's not yes. first world. It's like, it'd be the same thing as like finding a good book or finding a good idea to go down a rabbit hole of. Um, it's, it's stress management, dude. If, it's it, stress if that's management. your escape, yeah, you need to escape. And you chose games. I mean, some people draw, some people take a walk, some people read a book, whatever. Whatever it is that floats your boat, if you can't get that and you need it, then it's stress, man. I get you. But we'll put an asterisk next to um, don't tell depressed people to take a walk, though, because that that is... Uh, that's a triggering thing. Oh, sorry. Um, I mean, triggering, but I'm just saying. No, no, like, no. It's know, fine. Just... I, I've just, it's like, I've talked to a lot of other people who are like super depressed at times. And then, you know, people or friends will be like, oh, have you tried to take a walk? And you're like, yeah, I'll be depressed while I'm walking. Um, but I could do it. Sure. sure. Um, anyways, that was just. Yeah, a, that, was, that wasn't meant to be like a, like a derogative or anything. It was just no, no, no. ideas out there. I'm just throwing it out there for the people who listen who might uh, feel that same way. Lords of the Fallen is a Souls-like game. As we've talked about on the show, I've after I beat Elden Ring and went back to play some other Souls games, I was like feeling good about, you know, my abilities in that, like understanding that you need to dodge more and parry and blah blah blah. And so, just getting better at, you know, revisiting Souls-like games. I think we we play all of them on this show probably. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. So that's one of those games that was early on before I'd kind of like played Elden Ring and really went into it and it was just you know immediately yeah. frustrated with yeah and that's one of the earliest souls like I, mean, I don't know if it's the first like souls like that came after actual souls but it was it was in the first wave it was one of the very first like you know uh contenders to the throne for sure and not the first because we talked about the first on this show what was the first blade of darkness well uh, that well, that one might have come before though no 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 not lords of the fallen blade of darkness is like ancient no that's what i'm saying blade of darkness is potentially Souls before Souls because that was the PR pitch. Oh, right. But if we're talking about, but if we're talking about Souls happened and then the next game to follow in the success of Souls, you know what I'm saying? I think. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe that one. Yeah, that one was one of the earliest Souls likes after actual Souls. Well, the first thing is I already owned it from a long time ago, so I just re-downloaded it. Sure. Sure. Um, And I know I'm playing on the PS5, but it's a PS4 game. It's that same thing as Bloodborne. It's like. I mean, the the, the um, title screen looks amazing, but once you get into the game, it's like super high fidelity <laughs> at 30 frames per second. What's That's funny? really funny. That's funny you said the title screen looks amazing. <laughs> well, let me explain that then. I know I don't say enough words. The, the, it's just the face of a guy, and it's like you can like see the pores in his skin. Like It does look amazing. It's like It looks like it would be a game today. Okay. But then you start the game, and it's like, you know, the graphics are not going to 60 frames and so like and they're they're trying to be detailed and it's just a little grainy it like Mm -hmm. it bothers my eyes so that's the first problem okay second thing i was like oh shit am i just good at souls likes and now because then you know i know how to play them and i was like not dying and i was like doing pretty good and then i beat the first boss um i think on the first try yeah on Mm -hmm. the first try okay i'm like okay like i get the idea they want me to dodge and parry and i'm better at it nowadays um, and the other positive before I fucking eat, you know, tell to eat shit was that when you pick up all these different weapons, um, similar to like a monster hunter 
or like a Souls like where you go, I'm gonna go down this road of like heavy armor, going slow, tanking it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I'm uh-huh. gonna go fast or whatever. So, but they give you <clears throat> so many options because every time you open up new loot, you just find so much shit and. And they let you mix and match, which I think is really cool. And, and I don't, I don't feel like I do it in a lot of other games. Where like I can wear heavy armor, uh, helmet and chest piece, but yeah. then light armor for you know boots and gloves. Mm-hmm. And so it takes away some of my encumbrance. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. makes me faster. And so it's like I just like the mix and match a lot better than the, the Souls games. Okay, because I feel like Souls like make you go down one path and that's it. And this one let you mix and match a lot. So okay. I was like, wait, do I love this game now? And so, of course, you know, the answer is no, because um, the graphics are rough. The 30 frames or less per second is rough. And then what happened is um, I got to, I mean, there's some interesting things too. You go to a portal and uh, in the portal world, you can like it, take a chance and try to like get extra loot by fighting monsters. I thought that was really cool too. I hadn't seen that before. But anyways, I get to the same spot as when I played it the first time. And you know how you ever go back to a game and you remember the spot? Oh, yeah. Like, you might not remember at first, but when you go back... I mean, I often have those like, oh, I remember this now. This, You know, once you're in it, you remember. You recall. Yeah, you get back and you it might be like a certain location. And so for sure. me, I go, I'm owning this game. I'm owning this game. Two things happen. One, as I'm owning the game, I go, wait if I can reset the enemies, like in souls, like why don't I just go save and go grind a bit, you know, like yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. like I would an Elden ring or something. Sure. And so I try to go back to grind and the enemies are gone. They, oh, they don't respawn. They didn't respond. I think they have only respond when you die, but then that's like defeats the purpose. Cause then I have to go back and get my fucking shit. So yeah. I thought I could just like, they, they, I feel like they were responding and then they stopped at some point. Hmm, like, I don't it's almost like, exact, yeah, okay, all right. I feel like the game goes, we're not going to let you grind or something. I don't know. I think it was a fucking development choice. So that made me pissed, and I was like, oh, shit, because I wanted to upgrade my shit. So then I go around the corner to the last time I played the game, and there's a night, there's actually a series of nights, with shields. And I had fought some with shields before, and I can, like, break their shields, but these are, like, super shields. You know, they're like super big and they don't break easily. And they're just fucking impossible. Like they're fucking really difficult. They're, they were harder than the boss. And there was three of them, like all in a row. And I said, maybe I'm not supposed to fight him. I'll just run past. Nope, I have to fight him. So that's the part where I, I noped out last time. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Yeah, exactly the spot. Because I remember that fucking night and I go, oh, this is the part where they just ramp up the difficulty because it's bad development, and they also didn't let me um, grind. So both those things fucking broke the whole experience for me. Interesting, interesting. And I'm stuck. I'm just stuck again. How many times I want to talk about this in this in the show, where I get to a place and I get stuck? Not with Inquisitor, Inquisitor or whatever, but it happens so much that I'm so sick of it. Um, I'm never going back to it. I deleted it immediately. Hmm. I don't remember a lot about that game other than the fact I fucking hated it. And I don't remember why. Yeah, but why, why I hated did you it? hate it? Because you say that so many to me in DM. What, what was the main know, thing? I don't remember, man. I mean, so what year did this come out? Let's find out real quick. It came out, I mean, it came out real pretty soon after Dark Souls number one, I believe. I wonder if you um, hated it out of spite for the fact that it was trying to be Souls. 
I mean, it was just one of those things where it's just one of those many, many games that wants to be Souls, but it doesn't understand what makes Souls work. And it's just like, uh, I, I don't recall what it was, but I remember just having a miserable time with it and being like, fuck this. This is like, I'm not, I am can't even remember. But I remember I didn't like it, and that's I never had any reason to come back to it. And I remember most people at the time didn't like it either. I don't know how much they patched it since then. I don't know if it's fixed or whatever, rebalanced maybe, but... At the time, I remember thinking it was no nowhere near worth my time, and I bounced pretty hard on it. So, I don't, I don't think I will probably revisit it. But uh, well, I, and again, uh, you know, the the remaking it, the the idea of it, because obviously, I can see when I replay it on a PS4, it's like it needs some graphical love. Yeah, um, and so I get that, but I I have to like strongly disagree in the fact that there's doing many very cool things that I don't know if you played it long enough because they. As I played it, because I beat two bosses, I played it for a fucking while. Mm-hmm. Again, they ramp up that difficulty. Um, but they were doing a ton of stuff that Souls like games aren't even doing. Like even Elden Ring isn't doing. Like the different portal to a different dimension that you can do whenever you want, just kind of as, as a fun aside game. That the 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 weapons. I mean, sorry, the armor being mix and match. Not no no no. I don't feel like I can do that even in Elden Ring. I mean, to be fair, that's that's in every Souls game though. Mix and match is not unique to the to that game. No, but I feel like I feel like I'm uh, what's it called penalized for mixing and matching in Souls like games. I really do. I feel like it wants you to have like a, a build, and in this one, I just felt like oh, it's almost like more MMO ish, where like I can just have this helmet that has plus whatever, right, and is like sure. less weight. Um, I mean, I played all these games. I'm talking from experience. The, I think it's it's different enough to be okay. um, interesting. But again, it doesn't fucking matter because if they ramp it up and they don't let you have fun and feel empowered, even in a, like a Souls Guy game, I don't know. I felt more empowered at Elden Ring than mm-hmm. when they when they shut you down in this game. It's a so. fine balance, you know. Souls likes a lot of people try them, and not very many are great. And it's 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 a lot more difficult to pull off than people think. And there's a lot more moving pieces, and and the balance is so key that you know, like you're saying, like these guys, if these shield dudes uh, hadn't been slightly easier, or maybe there was two instead of three, or whatever, yep. you know, maybe that would have been enough to get you through it. And it's 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 not just about difficulty all the time. It's about how does the the experience feel, and how do you guide the player through it. So it seems like maybe they missed a step and lost you there. But you were you were basically on board up until that point. I was right? so on board because I beat the I beat the first boss the first time, and this is not just because of it's easy, but I felt like they empowered me the right ways. That's why it's so fucking disappointing. Just talking yeah. about it because yeah. then in the second boss, it took me three times, but I figured out its pattern. I also like um, leveled up, like I said. And then they stopped letting me level up. And I was like, oh. And then I went and fought him, and it was a little harder than I should be. And then, But I still beat him, and I was, like, feeling even better. And then they just, yeah, they fucking ramp it up too many times. It happens so many games, too. Yeah, it's true. It's well, we'll true. stop talking about it. That's it. Um, deleted. Deleted. All right, Lords of the Fallen, see you later. Well, I'm sure we probably will be talking about the sequel when that rolls around, so we'll see how that goes. Yep. Uh, let me talk for a minute about a couple other games that I played. Oh, okay. So back in the day, I don't know if you remember this, but like, you know, we had before, before you could download any game back when games were just disc or cartridge only way back in the long, long ago dinosaur times. Um, I remember one game that people talked about all the time that at, at that moment was import only was Radiant Silver Gun. You ever hear about that? I remember the name. I'll look it up. I forgot it, though. It was a treasure game. It was a shooter. And it was one of those games that literally everyone said, this is the best shooter of all time. Uh, and you can't play it because it's import only. 
And that mm. fucking bugged the shit out of me. Although, to be fair, I think people who imported at that time said every game they got was the best ever. And I think they were just wanting to lord that over you because they had something you couldn't have and it made them feel special. That's true. Uh, yeah. A lot of import games, when I finally got around to them, I'm like, oh, this? This is what you were excited about? Okay. What was added, the added excitement was getting it because you couldn't have sure, it. Sure, exactly. I had PC Engine Hue cards. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. like, I had to, like, get a, what's it called? One of those little converters yep, yep, from yep. our TurboGrafx. Yep. And I played it and, like, you know, it was like a wrestling game. I played one of these wrestling games. And it wasn't great. But it was it was better because you know no one else oh, yeah. had it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Most of the game, sometimes something was legit good. Uh, most of the time, it was just really overhyped and it was import and whatever, whatever. And I remember seeing this one, and at the time I didn't have a lot of money. It was out of my price range. Like it was like, I, I mean, I remember seeing it for like 150, 200 bucks. And at that time, I mean, that's already that's still a lot of money. But back then, that was like crazy money, dude. That was like ridiculous. So anyway, uh, heard about it. Heard about it. it's from Treasure. Uh, who have a real big fan base. I think Treasure's okay. I think a lot of people love them, and I think, honestly, I think they're a little overrated, if you ask me, but uh, a lot of people love Treasure as a developer. Uh, so if, anyway, I remembered uh, that I had this. I was kind of like you. I was kind of searching around for something to play, and um, I'm like, oh, you know what? Radiant Silver Gun is a thing that exists for me now, and I could probably just download it real quick, and I did. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've actually never played this before. And after all these years of hearing about it and all those memories of like being a, a domestic only game scrub that that the importers look down on, uh, they rubbed this game over my face all these years. I'm going to go back and play this and see what this is about. Um, so I did. I played it and I checked it out. So Radiant Silver Gun, again by Treasure, is a 2D vertical scrolling shooter uh, where you have a little ship. And the, the cool thing about this game is that I will say full disclosure? I ended up liking it a lot. I think it is. I think it is genuinely great. Uh, I don't know if it's the best shooter of all time, but I do think it's it's really really good. I think it it is worthy of the praise that was kind of heaped on it. Um, so this one definitely delivered. It wasn't a flash in the pan like those other import games might have been. So let me just say up front, I do think this is a great game. I'm not going to trash it. Right. Um, so the thing about this game that is interesting and cool is that instead of getting a bunch of power ups. And upgrades, like, you know, most shooters, you know, you get a you get a little power-up, you get a better laser, you get a little option that rotates around you, you get a spread beam or something like that. You have all of those things from the get-go all the time on your ship. Like, your ship comes fully loaded. You've got your front laser, you've got your back laser, you've got your sideways electric beams, you've got your diagonal side shot, you've got your homing lasers, and then you've got your, uh, your like, seeking lasers, and then you've got a fucking sword on top of all that. So you've got, like, those seven weapon systems uh available to you at all times you cannot lose them they don't go away you that like your ship is like stacked from the get-go right mm -hmm. which is a pretty pretty radical idea that's not how shooters operated back then so that in itself pretty forward thinking which i appreciate um so you have to like master all these different uh guns they get better as you play if you play story mode you can upgrade them as you go just the more you use them the, the, the stronger they get and you can save. So if you do story mode, you have like a limited number of lives, no continues, but your, your guns get better and better and better. So if you play like 10 times, by the time you're playing the 10th time, your guns are already like like way stronger than they were the first time. So you get further, uh, which I think is already, again, another cool idea. If you play arcade mode, you do not get to save your progress, but your, your stuff levels up as you go and you get you can change like how many lives and continues you get. So there's a couple different options for you. You can kind of self-select difficulty there. But as you go, like, you know, patterns come, wave-based patterns, and different bosses show up, and you just kind of figure out which weapon is right for which 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 
situation, you know, oh, there's somebody behind me, so I'm going to do the rear laser. Oh, there's a big guy in front of me, do the front laser. Guy to the sides, so I'm going to do my spread shot. Oh, there's a guy over here, I'm going to hit my, him with my electricity. Uh, and, the, and the thing on top of that is if you can hit a guy with your sword, the sword does two things. It either goes around you in a circle, or if you hold the button down, then it stays extended, and then you have to, like, it sounds funny you have to like wiggle it around but it doesn't wiggle the way you think it would it it goes it's almost like physics are applied to it so like if you move your ship right then the sword swings to the left because it's getting like pulled behind you and if you go back left then the sword swings back to the right um so it's almost like it has physics attached to it which threw me for a real fucking loop at first i thought it was going to move the way that i was pointing and it does the like the opposite of that. So that's kind mm. of a trip. But if you can get your sword on top of a guy and leave it extended, it does like hella fucking damage. But also you're closer. Um, it's kind of difficult to maneuver. So there's like definite risk reward. But the sword also absorbs certain um, bullets. So you can kind of use it to get out of trouble sometimes. And when it absorbs a certain amount of bullets and you do like a super slash with your sword. So there's all sorts of like little ob- you know systems going on in this game. Um I think the story mode doesn't mean anything to me. It's just uh, like people talking and I was like, whatever, whatever, I don't care about this. I skip past it. But the game itself, I think, is cool. I think it's, um, again, I don't know if it's the best shooter I've ever played, but it's definitely extremely creative, extremely different. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it definitely did not disappoint, I don't think. And so I think this is one that the importers had correct. And I had a pretty good time with it. I didn't finish it because I don't think I'm in that stage of my life anymore where I'm going to play a shooter a thousand times to get better at it um, oh yeah you know like when you're a kid that's okay I mean I beat you know R-Type and Gradius and Darius and all that stuff because that's you know you buy a game you got a game for a month because you're broke or you got a game for two months can't afford another one that's one thing um, but but lack of games is not my problem these days and I just don't think I I don't think I'm that person anymore which is okay I don't mind that's fine I had a good time with this game I got pretty far in it and I enjoyed it I learned something so I'm gonna call that a win yeah, and also it was ported to Saturn, I, I found out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at some point. But yeah, like, I mean, those games, uh, I, I, the minute you said shooter, my eyes glazed over. I yeah. can't, I'll never, ever play another shooter in my life, I don't think, unfortunately. And that's uh, okay. Or fortunately, I don't, yeah, it's just because we grew up in that time period when they were everywhere. Yeah. Also, my Turbo Graphics was one of my bane of my existence, that it was like the king of the shooters. Oh, that was the shooter machine, bro. I know, but I didn't yeah. want to play them all the time. I, I played Superstar Soldier, which was fucking amazing, and a, a ton of games, but I was just over it at some point. Like, yeah, even the, you... yeah, Parasol Stars was good, corny. Yeah. But, but yeah, so anyway, so I just don't care about that stuff. Um, but it seems like at least it was what it said it was back then. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I came. I'm glad I finally got back to it. I'm glad I checked it out. I think there is something to be learned from this. Um, and I had a good time. Like, I had a good time. I, you know, like I said, didn't finish it, but I, I appreciated what it did. And I definitely would say this is one of Treasure's better games for me. And I think it was it was worth checking out for sure. I'm playing it on the Xbox X, so you can go download it from uh, the, the, you know, the store. You can still uh, have that be compatible. So check it out. Yeah. All yeah. right. Other, other game that I want to talk about was a real... Treat, full spoiler, I thought this game was amazing. Uh, Road Stones. Um, picked it up on the Switch. I believe it's on every system. Uh, it looks generic as fuck in the store. It looks so dull. I don't know why anybody would buy it. I don't know why I bought it. I just looked at it and something about the screenshot was like, you know, maybe there's something to this. And I picked it up a couple bucks or whatever. Not a, not a huge purchase. On Xbox too, I just noticed because I yeah. saw it on Xbox and was thinking about it for some reason. It's like $5. Yeah, it's a pretty cheap one. It comes from Huge Pixel. 
which I actually I think I kind of like their games. I, they're kind of this up and coming development studio. They do a lot of stuff on PC, a few things on console. Um, they do these really simple formulas, but they seem to execute on them really well. I'm going to try to investigate the rest of their library. Well, you, pretty... you, you can, but I also want to say real quick at the yeah. top of this, it's published by Chili Dog, mm-hmm. who like, what's the one? Radalika. Yeah. Has screwed me. They, yeah, I, you know, half and half for me. They're half, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Has yeah. screwed me half times. They have, so, I agree with that. I agree. I think right. I saw that and I, ra- I went away running. That's why. I don't blame you, dude, because like Radalika is you're screwed 100 percent of the time. I feel like Chili Dog is 50 percent. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they have had some good ones. And this is a good one, I think. OK. Um, so ignore the, the title card in the shop because it's so boring, dude. It looks it looks like shovelware. But what this is, is an active tower defense game. And those are the only tower defense games I play. I do not play regular tower defense because I hate them. But active tower defense is different. And what I mean by that is. You have the ability to do things other than set towers. Like you sometimes have a ship. Sometimes you can run around and attack people. Sometimes you can move things. I need one other element besides standard tower defense. And this one does that. So the art is really simple. It's almost like stick art or like line art a little bit. But I think it works. Basically, you start each game with the typical tower defense path of protect this thing. And you know enemies are going to follow a certain path. So they, they give you that info up front. Uh, you have this little crystal. Uh, that is your quote unquote your tower and it has a little area of attack radius anything that comes within the air attack it shoots a bullet at uh, pretty straightforward but the, the hook is you can move it you can have it follow you all the time if you want so just imagine having one of your defense towers like just trailing you all the time or you can drop it you feel like there's a trouble spot you drop it off and then you can run around and do something else now you yourself cannot attack but what you do is you collect little power-ups that pop up around the screen the faster you collect them the faster you can power up. And what you do with these power-ups is you can either power up your attack crystal. You can get more crystals and there's different kinds. There's like a laser crystal. There's like a shatter crystal. There's like a speed crystal, like whatever. You can have like four or five, six different crystals and place them around the field wherever you want. They all move or they can all follow you like whatever you want uh, and put them where you want to go. And that to me is like a really cool active defense. There's also a bunch of helpers you can um, get with your power-ups. You can get a little a snail guy that helps you collect the power-ups. You can get a, a knight guy that protects you from being attacked. There's like a witch that shoots some like uh, bullets. Um, so there's all these like different little power-ups. You can increase the power of your crystals and have one really strong crystal. You can have a bunch of weaker crystals. You can have one crystal with some helpers. Like you can like kind of mix and match the way that you want. And just that innovation itself, being able to move the crystals and have them follow you, uh, really put a different spin on things. I thought it was such a cool fucking idea. I don't know that I've ever played an active tower defense exactly like this one. I played a lot of them, uh, but this one had its own flavor, and I really thought it was very cool, very clever. Um, I would love to see them take this idea further. It's only 12 levels. It's pretty short, and um, it's not super complicated, but I would love to see just like a little bit make slightly different objectives uh, in each level or maybe just a few more um, types of crystal or just so you know a little bit more on there but like so far i had a great time with it i blew through it in like two days um i just had really a lot of fun with it i think the um the mechanics are really wonderful and just a great idea just uh, i love seeing new ideas and this one really really clicked for me i thought it was good stuff cool yeah it looks seems like a, i watched some video of it, it seems simple and cute yeah exactly simple cute but really well done and I think the underlying concept is a great one. So I would love to see them keep going. Keep going. This was a, this was a win. This was a thumbs up. But I feel like we can expect better stuff from the studio in the future. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. So 
Check it out. Check it out. Road Stones. All right, bud. Over to you for a game which I was initially excited about and then I instantly cooled off on. Meet your maker. Tell us all about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know where this is going, folks. Well, it's it's unfortunate for anybody who's on this episode. Like, you know, unless you're like a game that's going to knock it out of the park. And as you can tell in my voice, nothing has. Uh, you're all going to get bad reviews. Sorry. But um, <laughs> here's the deal. Like the on paper, the idea is very interesting. And that's why I was excited. Also, I'm still part of that PlayStation Plus. They got me on the, you know, essential one. I got the, I pay the cheapest the middle one. version. No, I pay the cheapest. Oh, one. the cheap one. Okay. At, whenever I like canceled, they're like, you know, you can do the cheap one for nine dollars or something. Which is, I think, what Game Pass is, right? Oh no, Game Pass is expensive now, isn't it? Uh, ultimate Ultimate Game Pass is fifteen dollars. That's the max, everything included. So let me ask you quickly then, yeah. Because um, my wife wanted to play Chia, T C H I A. I think we talked about this a while ago. I think we talked yeah, about it's last fucking episode. good. And yeah, that, that one I enjoy. And it was free if you had PlayStation Plus. My wife did have PlayStation Plus, but she had the ten dollar plan, and they're like, "Nah, you ain't getting shit for free." And I'm like, "What?" Like, we had to upgrade to the middle before we could get it. And I'm like, mm, oh. that's kind of a bummer, man. It's like, what even good is the the $10 tier? Is it just for online multiplayer? Uh, well, one, it's like, uh, and it's bullshit, by the way. I'm just telling you what it is. But it's like online multiplayer, but it's also uh, storage, uh, which I oh. found out the hard way because I was like trying to get an, a reload of my old save. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have this, the essential one. And they were like, you need to have that to get the storage. I was like, that's bullshit. That means you're you're keeping my saves from me that's a whole other that's not cool no it is not cool but um and then you get free trials and you get the classic games catalog too i think i thought the classic was at the top tier i I I have no idea and i i use it every day so i have no they're did a terrible job yes. in explaining what it is. I have no Any, idea. Anyway, we had the basic, and we can't get shit for the basic, and I'm like, that that kind of pisses me off. Anyway, all right, side note, tangent over. Meet your maker. please. That being it. said, though, if yes. Xbox Game Pass is 15, I think the middle tier is 15 or something. Yeah, so it's I like think so, yeah. Comparable. Comparable, yeah. yeah. So anyways, I did have enough to get player Meet Your Mac here. And by the way, they also have trials, too. So I don't even know if I was playing a trial or if I was – if I owned, you know, had it. Oh, you mean like a thing. demo, you mean? Yeah, because they gotcha. give you those two with that. So anyways, I was playing it either way. The idea of the game is that it's first person, um, not a shooter, really. First person uh, base uh, raiding game mm-hmm. where you go into other people's bases. All the other bases are made by people. They're not, there's no uh, campaign. And then you make your own base at some point, supposedly. We'll get to that. And um, and then so you make your build, you build your base based on resources you've gotten from other people's bases. That's the whole idea. Okay. Which is fucking cool, just on paper. Like, that's really interesting. Um, there's a couple of things that, you know, I think fuck it up. Um, also, I get, I get first person. When you start, there's a little bit of a tutorial, right? They do give you some basic shit. And the story is kind of interesting um, for for what you get, which is the very beginning, which is that, uh, you know, humanity died from a bunch of diseases and stuff, which is terrible. But you are like kind of a janitor robot thing person. And I think you might be just metal uh, robot. And then you're going to look for strands of DNA so that you can kind of essentially bring back the human race. 
Interesting concept. I don't know. Okay, I'm down. I'm down um, with the post-apocalyptic robot thing. Sure. Post-apocalyptic robot going to save the world through finding random bases. Again, interesting. So the problems are uh, they, and again, it all goes down to development time. It's and, and developer choices. Like you have very limited uh, abilities in the beginning. Your gun isn't even a fucking gun. It's a gun that shoots two like propeller things or what are they called? Um, not propellers. Uh, they're propelled. They're two like little spear type things. I don't know what the fuck they are. I, I don't know. I haven't. Played but you have to retrieve them. Oh, so she's arrows. You got to go get back or something. Yeah, like basically arrows, or something? right? Spear Metal game? arrows, right? Yeah. And so it, this whole like you're going through these mazes of like you know a dungeon essentially people have created with traps galore. Like it's all about traps. And then there's some you know enemies in there too. And so. In order for you to beat in certain enemies, you have to hit them twice. If you only have one bolt left, you have a melee attack, but you know that's hit or miss, right? With a melee, so it's tricky to to start. Like the gun doesn't feel like a gun. I just wish again they would have had it be a regular gun that shoots unlimited. Like mm-hmm. I don't, it's just a fucking pain in the ass to retrieve your you know arrow. And then secondly, and the most important, is you get one hit and you die. Oh, single hit? Yeah, single hit. For a game like this, doesn't fucking make any sense. Okay? Like, I don't understand how QA for this game let it get out of QA. Like, how do the people in QA, who I, I worked on QA, go, yeah, that's fine. Like, the first thing in QA, they should have been like, no, this isn't fun. Like, this, this breaks the experience because the minute you go in and you're pretty far in a dungeon... And you just run out of arrows or get one miss hit because even melee is not 100%, right? Yeah. And a trap gets you in the back or a monster gets you in the back and you start all over. And yes, you can start all over quickly, but that is like an unfun experience and also doesn't make you want to keep doing the whole idea of this game, which is to raid bases. And on top of that, it's not a fast game where you like go in and dodge and jump and spin. It's a slow game where you're like looking around every corner. Think Dark Souls, right? Yes. Dark Souls, but with traps. Well, there is traps in Dark Souls. Dark Souls uh, with very limited abilities. And that's not fun. And like even the interesting levels that I was like, oh, that's cool how they did that. And it was smart how they did it. But if I died, you know, it's just annoying. And then to find out where you have to go to get like the main resource that you're trying to get from every level. Mm-hmm. There's a little robot, and he walks to it. There's not just like right click, point me to the direction. It's you have to follow the little robot guy. Like and he, he's your robot, and he's leading you to it. He's you leading me to okay, it. Yeah, okay. but like he could also just walk right through a bunch of traps and monsters, and he doesn't fucking care. He's a little robot who doesn't get hurt. So, and and sometimes I couldn't find him, and I was like, well, where am I supposed to go? Because I lost him. Mm-hmm. I could just see a million people bouncing because. It's a one hit, one yeah. hit game. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because number one, I I mean I fully agree with you. Anytime you do a one hit kill, you have to do that really sparingly because frustration can ramp up in a heartbeat. I mean that was the biggest reason why I bounced off that fucking game last week. Um, something something chaos in Single Valley or whatever the fuck it was called. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, um, with the squirrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Which I was supposed to go Valley. back to because the developers were like, it's not as hard as he th- he says it is, but. Yeah, you're I, telling I, me it is. I don't know. I, I didn't. Um, I didn't respond to that thread. And and no disrespect to the developers. Um, they love their game. I get it. 
Uh, that game was not for me. I'm going to leave it at that. But but one hit kills. That was my biggest point of frustration with that game. And I feel like I would have gotten further. Yeah. I would have been more willing to put more time into it. Except for like one hit kills, just like it really just saps the fun out of any game. Even just like having three hits, like your basic yes, three heart exactly. health bar or something. Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I feel like I, I feel like you got to be really careful with a one hit kill sort of thing. And this concept, which seems to hinge entirely upon player created levels. I mean, other games have done this before. Like this is not the first time people have done this. I know most famously, uh, Metal Gear did this. Metal Gear, which one was it? I want to say it was five. Uh, where you could have your like the forward forward operating base, the FOBs, where like yeah, same thing, five. you build a base, and then other people go online try to steal shit from your base and stuff. Um, and that seems to be like this the FOB concept all on a game by itself, which is okay. But again, it depends on people making interesting choices and having fun doing that. What does the penalty feel like? What does it feel like when someone robs your base? And also having you say that the the one hit kills are in there. I mean, already to me that doesn't feel like a win and and that is first person on top of that i mean this sounds kind of weird and petty and shallow but like if i get to like make my own robot and i can trick him out and he looks the way that i want that'll carry me a pretty far away like i will i will play a game just because i want to like tweak my robot but if you can't even see a robot and you're just in the first person then that takes away half the enjoyment for me and then knowing that it's all player created and I'm just like, I mean, what happens when somebody robs your base? Anybody rob your base? Like, what happened? No, no, no. And there, here's the other parts of that. I didn't make a fucking base. I didn't. I didn't get that far. Oh, okay. So what happened? I just with kept that, fucking then? dying at some point. So like in the beginning, they let you win. You know, like they do a not a user base. Like it's just a you know a base. Like a pretend that you're starting. Yeah, base pretend. Whatever, yeah. Okay. And you do it, and you're like, oh, I got it. That's easy. And then you, the minute you get to people, people are fucking you know very good at that kind of shit. <laughs> they want to fuck you over, and so they do. Um, so I just kept eating shit. I won like, I don't know, two bases or something, but uh-huh. you need so much material to make your own one. Cause you've got to like claim a piece of land and I didn't even come close to whatever currency they have. Again, there's many currencies. That's another thing. Okay. And to your point about the upgrading the robot person, you can, cause there's like a whole base where you talk to these people and they like want to give you an upgraded weapon. They want to give you upgraded suits. So there's things to do. But mm-hmm. everything I did, it just seemed like it took forever to get the you know resources to do it. Yeah. And then again, the very first gun they give you isn't a gun; it's a crossbow, and so it's just going to make frustration even more. Like if I had a regular gun that shot unlimited ammo that wasn't great, but just shot a bullet or whatever at forever, then I'd be like, okay, that lo- that loss was on me, you know, because I I had enough to shoot it, but then I basically. I aimed wrong or whatever but this one it's like no i'm out of shit and the only way the only way i can get through here is my little kind of shitty uh melee weapon yeah that also has a reload time by the way wow because you gotta like crank it back or something or i don't know it? reasons that are stupid reasons. and shouldn't have gotten out of qa reasons, again okay. qa i'm putting a lot of this on you i'm sorry but i've done qa you see a melee weapon and it has a cooldown. In this kind of a game, you go no developers. You know well, you got to push back at some let, point. Let, let's be fair. Let's be fair because we don't know what happened. And I have, I mean, you've done QA, so I know. You know, I haven't done QA, but I've talked to a lot of people who have. And sometimes the QA people just get overruled. So I don't want to put it on QA. It's very possible that the director of the game 
heard from QA and QA is like, man, this ain't fun. And the director's like, fuck you. It's my game. This is what I want. So it's very possible they were overruled. I don't want to just blame solely. I 100% agree because I've been overruled a million times. And I'm sure sure, almost positive then a ton of people there were overruled. But I guess I really should be focused and say senior QA because there are like leads who can make like decided decisions or like they can say like it can't ship this way. Like, you know, and if they make those kind of statements, um, then you know, it, it can get stuck in that way. But lots of times in those roles, because you want to keep your job, you kind of just say, okay, you know, you kind of just sure. nod your head. But we so, don't know, we don't know what happened, but clearly someone fucked up at some point. And someone, said, yeah, but yes. I'm not even saying QA fucked up. I'm saying like, I just wish that QA had more of a voice and they could, uh, yeah, just basically fight back more. Cause I'm sure that a ton of people thought that it was, this was a bad idea. Uh, anyways, deleted. Yeah. Deleted. Like okay. fucking delete and mad that it's deleted because I angrily I liked, deleted. I like the concept. I like the deleted concept with a lot. prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's stuff like this. It was. It was. Uh, Metal Gear did this. Um, what was that other game that I really liked um, with Uncle Death in it? I forget what it's called. When. Um, oh my goodness. Let it die. Let it die. Did yeah. that as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a concept that's been around, but I honestly haven't seen anybody really nail it, and I think it's just kind of. There's a lot of problems. I mean, maybe there's something there that you could eventually mine, but I I don't know, man. I just think the idea of, like, fucking with people constantly, I, I don't know. That just doesn't feel like gold to me. But anyway, whatever. Deleted with prejudice, and I'm going to skip this one. So Meet Your Maker has met its maker, and there Yes, we go. it did meet its maker. All right, I'm going to blow your mind with this next one, dude. Not possible. Not possible. Go ahead. Oh, it's going to happen. Because I played a PC game that wasn't a porn game. It was not a porn game. It was an actual legit pc game that i played with mouse and keyboard dude i did okay i'm not blown away but you're I'm almost blown intrigued, away no. intrigued okay uh the pale beyond uh got a code from the publisher thank you very much for that this game straight up pc game nothing fancy no titties in this one so you're gonna be like why is brad playing it i i don't blame you um but a while ago uh i watched a tv series called the terror have you seen the terror i have not it was on amc and it was about um, semi-factual, based on a Dan Simmons novel. And I I am pretty sure that I'm a big Dan Simmons novel. I'm pretty sure this was his book. I don't have the facts in front of me, but I'm 99% sure. It's about people who went to the Arctic, or maybe it was the Antarctic. I can't remember which. But anyway, one of those cold places. I sound like such an asshole. One of those cold places. Uh, he went to one of these cold places. And uh, this is back in the old-timey English explorey days when everybody was like Pip-Pip and Cheerio and stuff like back then. I forget what time period that is. Uh, Anyway, they get stuck in the ice. And while they're on the ice, shit goes sideways. They run out of food. They run out of fuel. And at the same time, there's a fucking monster out on the ice that's fucking them up. And so it's like a really scary uh, book. And the TV series was great. It was, I think it won a couple of awards. It was really good and scary. So this is basically the terror of the game. Um, On top of that, I think everybody knows, or if you don't know, I'm telling you now, I was a huge fan of Frostpunk when that came out. I played it on Xbox. I thought it was fantastic. Had a great time with Frostpunk. I'm going to come back to it and finish the DLC. But I love the concept of fighting back the cold and managing dwindling resources and making hard choices. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because it feels like my fucking life every goddamn day. Who knows? I don't know. But I loved Frostpunk and I love the terror. This is those two things put together. 
Um, and I don't say that to be reductive. I just say like, these are two of my favorite things in a chocolate peanut butter cup kind of situation. So mm. the pale beyond on PC right now, and I'm begging you developers, please bring it to Xbox. This, this would absolutely work. You play a first mate on a ship who goes out to recover a lost vessel that got stuck in Arctic ice. Uh, so you go out on the ship and at first it's like, you know, Hey, we're on the boat and it's cool. And there's wind and seagulls and people are kicking it. Having margaritas on deck, whatever, whatever. It's fine. This is played from a kind of a God mode perspective. You can see the different levels of the ship. There's like the, the deck of the ship. There's the sub deck. There's the, I don't know, the, the dining deck. And then below that's like the boiler deck. So there's like four or five decks. You can scroll up and down between them and you can zoom in to get some detail if you want. I think the art style in this game is great. It's hand-drawn art. It's beautiful. Uh, love the colors. I love the detail. It just It's a really, really nice looking game. Uh, very good art product. Um, also the sound, I don't say this often, the music is great and the sound is really great. Like hearing the sounds of walking on the deck or hearing the wind blow or the music that kicks in sometimes. It's just, it really, really sets the mood really well. I feel like it's very effective. Um, but basically what happens is, this is not a spoiler because what else would the game be about? You get up to the Arctic and then shit goes sideways, just like in the terror where it's like, oh fuck, uh, we're having some problems. The boiler's getting screwy. Um, people are mad. There's not a food. What do we do? And then you're in that situation of, well, you got to manage the crew. Like, like who, who gets to eat? Who doesn't get to eat? Do we fix the boiler or do we patch the deck? Do we keep trying to go north or should we try to go south? Like, what do you do? And you can't keep going on these little decisions. Um, this is mostly, um, a narrative based game. It's not nearly as systems focused as Frostpunk was. Um, you're not micromanaging how much coal you have. You're not micromanaging, um, that kind of stuff, but there are choices to make about resource uh, division and about, but it's mostly about like, Hey, um, we found this, uh, this stowaway, uh, do we throw them overboard or do we keep them? Cause if we keep them, it means there's one more mouth to feed. And if we throw them overboard, it might cause morale, uh, of the crew to fall because you just murdered a guy in cold blood. Like, what do you do? You know, like that, that kind of situation. Mm. Um, so I really like, I really like the choices. I really like the art. I feel like it's really compelling. Um, I'm just really into the story. I love all the different personalities. Like everybody's got, uh, I'm getting to know the crew. Like there's one guy with like an eye patch and there's one guy who's missing an arm. And there's a lady who's like uh, taking care of the dogs. Cause you got dog sleds. Cause you're going to the North and just talking to these different people and knowing what they, what they feel like and what they want and seeing the ramifications of your actions is just really, really satisfying. Um, I think this game is great. I think it's wonderful. I'm having a great time with it. Um, my only complaints are few. Number one, I wish it was not on PC because I hate playing on mouse and keyboard. I fucking hate it. Hurts my hand, hurts my shoulder. I need a better ergonomic setup or whatever. Like I just don't like playing on mouse and keyboard at all. Um, so I wish that uh, this was an Xbox. Please make that happen. Um, number two, I do not like the save system. Uh, you can only save at the beginning slash end of a day. And sometimes that can be a little bit of time. I mean, you know, you're talking to people. You want to make sure you don't miss anything. You're checking every deck of the ship. You're, you know, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What can we do? And you're doing these choices and stuff. Um, and sometimes uh, this actually happened to me where like my wife needs something. She's like, oh, can you do this thing? I'm like, oh, well, let me save real quick. Oh, can't save. Um, not that there's a time limit or anything. I mean, you can walk away from it. But I just, you know, just for convenience sake i wish you could just save anytime you want to especially for a turn-based narrative heavy game that doesn't yeah, use any real-time elements seems like you should be able to save i don't know if they did this to kind of like increase the gravity of your choices but that doesn't make sense because you can always go back to an earlier save um you're not it's not like a, a roguelike where you can never go back so i'm like why 
can I not save anytime? That's really fucking weird. And in fact, I see the developers um, responding to it because that is the number one complaint about this game is you can't save anytime. And they said they're working on it, but something about it was tricky. I mean, come on, you guys, saving. Saving's a thing that we do these days. You should think about saving. I recommend it. Um, but beyond those two things, I think this game's great. I think it's wonderful. I'm having a great time with it. I'm going to do my best to finish it. And I uh, got nothing good things to say about it. Uh, yeah. And it takes, like you know, heaven and earth for me to play something on PC. But this one uh, checks that box. It is good enough to get me to play on PC. And that is that is my highest possible praise. There you go. Yeah. I feel like if you're... Um, remember when we talk about expectations again. It's like you wanted to have something like the terror you know and so yeah. then this game came along and if you like that then that's what that is yep exactly if you like the terror if you like Frostpunk, if you like narrative based decision games where you really feel like there's some consequences going on this game is the shit i think it's really really good and again please bring it to xbox but even so still having a great time love it please, please bring it to console console sure. yeah what is this Please don't bring it to I, switch though too small but bring it to xbox and also or, or playstation it won't make it to the switch yeah yeah, it would um, not work on the Switch, but PlayStation or Xbox, either way, whatever. I just want a controller and I want to sit on my couch and play this. So. I think that's what happened. I don't know when it happened, but and maybe I caused it. But it definitely is like the Xbox Brad Carlos PlayStation show. Like, I don't know how it happened. I don't think you caused it. I think it's just naturally because you're you're leaning deep into the PlayStation environment. And I, I went Xbox all my, you know, if there's a multi-platform game, guaranteed, I'll get it on Xbox. And you'll get it on PlayStation just because we're... That's those are the the paths we chose this generation. Well, the controller is better. Oh, wait, wait, I can't say that because my friend hates the PlayStation Five controller. For me, I like it better. And then, um, but there's just more games on PlayStation. I I dispute that. I dispute that. We're not going to get into that discussion. We now. should. I'm going to look that up though, and we're going. I'm going to do the math, and I think I'm right. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Anyway, let's we're, move uh, on. Running out of time. Final game of the show. Uh, and then we'll do a little bit of wrap up here. Pillars of Eternity. This is your la- your last circle back around to game. Um, I don't think I've actually played this one. I don't think so. Uh, this is a pretty turn based RPG, CRPG sort of thing. Are you playing it on PlayStation? I'm actually playing it there. There's a funny uh, turnaround. I'm playing it on Xbox because I got an Xbox a long time ago. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and I saw the Pillars of Eternity two pop up on my PlayStation. Weirdly enough. And I was like, oh, that second game, I played the first game. Maybe, because again, hungry for RPGs, yeah, trying to yeah. find something. So I didn't decide to you know, buy the second one on PlayStation. I said, well, let me just go back to the old one I had bought a long time ago uh, on Xbox. And so I did and re-downloaded it. Um, okay. Give me, so, the, give me the reminder, because I'm, I'm hazy on this one. I just, I don't remember much about it other than turn-based, right? Yeah, it's Obsidian. It's not turn-based at all. Oh, it's not? Okay, <laughs> no, my no, bad. No. I, I heard <laughs> then I know that. nothing about it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's like the old school AD and D games for PC, like real time combat, where the party all moves at once. I must be thinking of something else. Okay, keep talking. Yeah, so it's basically old school RPG D and D feel um, mixed with choose your own adventure. Which there's so many boxes this thing checks for me, but oh, but. surprise! There's gonna be a fucking butt in this. Uh-huh. And Obsidian, right? I love uh-huh. Obsidian. Yeah, I do too. So. Um, and there's a second game. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go play all of the games this weekend. That'll be my thing. I'm obviously not going to fucking do that because there's a problem. But okay, okay. it started out great because it's that um, Diablo-like uh, perspective, right? So little yes. characters. 
beautiful world, um, really flushed out. You don't need 60 frames in this kind of a game. It's it's one of those things where the characters move slowly and you're just kind of like, uh, like a tabletop game in a way. Mm-hmm. And you have your character. You can pick a few different classes. It's not too super deep. But the whole idea is that it's, it is supposed to be about your choice, similar to Baldur's Gate 3 that's coming out for console finally, where you can, you know, anything you do really does affect like the storyline and the characters and the, the way people feel about you. So they really focused on that. And I was like, that's cool. So all that stuff seems to work. Like as you start to talk to people, you can like get out of things by being diplomatic, by telling them about lore that you had known. You mm-hmm. can be, you can be mean, you can run away. There's like so many options in every conversation. I was like, fuck, this is going to be really good. And your main character, like the whole pitch of the, um, the game is that you can talk to souls which is also kind of interesting. And you can like talk to souls either after they died or if they're like a ghost kind of in between spaces. And that makes you kind of, um, you're called a watcher, which means you can kind of learn about this other world. Okay. But then it's like classic D and D shit, right? Like get the best sword, get the, so just, armor. just for my own, my own, I'm looking at it on steam right now. So clearly I, I missed the boat on this one. I thought this was a different game entirely, but so you're, you're talking to people, dialogue choices, like, like pop up narrative windows or something. Right. And then you have a party, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Party like based real time combat. Okay. Okay. All right. Gotcha. But it's not Diablo like. No, no, no. And the fact that it's like your your whole party's always fighting. Okay. Right. I mean, you can by, be by yourself, by the way. Um, so here's the interesting thing okay. to that point, which okay. I was going to get to. It's just you don't have to have a party. Like you play the game in the very beginning, your party they give you, like for tutorial reasons, they die. So you're just by yourself. Okay. You could probably play the whole game by yourself. Which if you're again, tough enough. If you're tough enough, if you're smart enough. Um, but what I did is, they again, these are all the positives because it's Obsidian. They introduce people in your path that could be party members, you know, and it's up to you to say yes or no or fuck off. You can literally tell them, like, get the fuck out of here. But I met people that I was interested in enough that I brought them along, you know. So there's this one old guy who's just like uh, talking real crazy, but he really believed in me. He's like, you're the watcher. I've been told about you. I can come help you, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I don't believe in any political systems. I was like, this guy's yeah, t- talking my language. Um, I don't believe in any names or words or language. I just believe in feelings. And I was like, dude, we are the same person. So I, I had him come along, even though he's just an old dude with a staff. And I didn't know what he could do combat-wise, but it was just, again, the story, right? I loved it. I was like, I want you in my party because of the things that I feel, you know? And then I had another, um, an elf that I, he was about to get in a fight. And so I went up to all the people, and I'm like a warrior, of course, uh, barbarian. Sure. And I was what like, else? get the fuck out of here. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and they just left, you know, no combat needed. Very much like D and D, right? Okay, cool, cool. I'm, I'm almost with you talk- so far. I know. I'm almost talking myself back into the game. This sounds like I want to go play it right now. So, what's the problem? <sighs> the problem is, as I'm going along and feeling great, I get to. They say, you know, I didn't want to go do a bunch of little side missions because they say I could play this game any way I want to, right? Sure. So they said go to this one location and talk to this one dude. So I did. I just skipped everything else. Like I skipped all the little missions. You know, maybe I didn't level up enough. I don't know. They told me I could play this game like I want to. And when I got there, before I can find the guy I'm supposed to talk to, which I thought would just be out front, 
he's in a place where all these like fucking demons are and they're all very hard. Like they're not like it's again, ramping up. Like I had fought an all monster, all kind of monster in the swamp, you know, before that. And it, it was tricky, but I did it. And I was like, Oh, feeling good about myself. And I get there and they're fucking hard. Okay. Like, and so now I'm like, I could go do other side missions, I guess, but you're not letting me play the story like I want because it said I could do whatever I want. And so now I feel like I have to grind somewhere to get back to go to where I want to be. And that's the only thing that's stopping me because I like so much about it, but I'm fucking pissed because I finally went to where I was supposed to go. I even picked up a fourth guy, by the way, which means it should be much easier. I have fucking three people with me. And I eat shit at these fucking demons. Is this the kind of game where where there's other choices? Like, is it the kind of, like, Fallout game where, yeah, these guys are hard as shit, but maybe are you supposed to, like, maybe you talk to somebody else and get a special item that kills them in one go? Or can you maybe trick them into, like, leaving? Or, you know, is that the sort of thing where, like, maybe you don't just fight them straight up, but you, Dude, you lots, do something else? No, Lots of things so far have been like that, right? But I'm telling you. This is Carlos again, Mr. Experience in RPGs. You can't beat those fucking guys. Like, it's just bullshit. And by the way, they're not even... Oh, here's the other thing. They're not even real, like, people. They're other real. They're, like, kind of like... Uh, what is it? Um, specters. So it's not like in before... Right before this, I was fighting goblins with armor, right? And I could figure out what their damage was and my, my armor class was, blah, 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 like a D&D game. The minute I got to this area which is where they told me to fucking go. It's fucking specters who don't even have a body and they're shooting fire at me. That's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up, broken, balancing. And yes, to your point, maybe I could go back to another place and do some other missions and maybe find a different way to that guy. But that's bullshit because the whole game is supposed to be choice and it literally is one of my main quests. It says, go talk to that dude. Hmm. He's in that place. And with the minute I go in that place... It's all these specters and I'm fucking pissed because everything about up until that point was really interesting. Um, And one more thing, there's another selling point Yeah, yeah, yeah. to choose your adventure part is they show you those like, like uh, remember the books with like the little pages and stuff. It shows you like a little like illustrations and like decisions. And it's just more like a, like you're reading a choose your own adventure book for a while. Uh Like that happens in the middle of the game. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, like, I like that. And like, you know, like this one wall, I had to like push this wall over and I had like all these different ways I could do it. And because I did it a certain way, I lost one of my equipment, but I like did it safely. And I was like, oh man, all these choices. It's so cool. And then I'm fucking stuck. So hmm. I'm despite, I, d- I haven't deleted it yet, but I'm so close. Well, this is, I mean, this sounds really interesting to me. I i could kind of go for something like this right now. I'm in the middle of something um, that I'll talk about next week, but uh, maybe after I get done with the show, I'll run upstairs and I will um, pop on to, you know, PSN or You'll Xbox enjoy Store it for a while. That's the problem, though. Well, uh, so, ha- I mean, I don't know anything about this game, so I'm just talking out of my ass here. But, like, I would be curious, Did you could you j- jump on an FAQ and just find out, is there maybe something some trick to this or something you're overlooking or something, or is it, is it just straight up like just grind for a while? I'd be curious to see what people say. It seems like you're enjoying it. I mean, maybe just really quickly see, maybe there's something that'll just get you over the hump real quick. I will look. Um, I will look. 
Yeah, I don't know. I wish I had more more assistance for it, but I I don't know nothing about this game. Sorry. Man. I just think it's just. I mean, I, again, I can look for things, but that's not what game development should be, right? That's not what the fuck we're past that. We should be past that by now. Like, I don't want to go to YouTube and look what someone else did. It's like you can tell. I can tell very quickly if something feels wrong. You know, it feels wrong. It oh, feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels bad, and I don't want to have to go look for help. Because I want to play the game like they, they sold to me. And if I would have paid like, oh, wait, I did fucking pay. I did pay for that <laughs> game. I was going to say, if I did pay for it and they, they sold it to me, like marketing, right? Sold me that I can play this game any ways I want. I know I'm getting way too upset about this, but when it's your last chance at a fucking game for the weekend, it's frustrating because there's so much good stuff in this and it really does feel like a choose your own adventure. And then there's like sections where you can't beat it. Or at least it's very fucking hard. Well, I don't know, man. I don't. I wish I had an answer for you. I'm going to look into it because I don't know nothing about this, but I, I am. I am kind of intrigued. So, I'll look and, it up and I agree this. with you. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm the person. I'm just like you. I would. I would prefer to never have to ever look at an FAQ ever in my life. But just knowing that, you know, people are people. Humans are humans. Mistakes happen, and you know, sometimes one stupid thing can prevent you from liking something that, in general, is pretty good. I mean. I don't know. I, I would say just check it out real quick. And if you end up doing like FAQ every five minutes, maybe that's a bail. But if it's just a one time thing, maybe there's maybe there's just some little thing that'll get you through it. And maybe you'll enjoy the rest of it. I don't know. All right. I'm going to go. I mean, I got nothing else this weekend, so I will yeah, later maybe, tonight. So maybe. All right. Um, that is the show. Main content is over. Plenty of games we've covered. Lots of stuff we talked about. Just a few more things before we wrap up. One last thing before we go here. Carlos, I've got a few things. What do you have uh, in the, the few minutes that we have left? A here? few quick things, hopefully. Uh, yes, I have one thing, and it's Beef. It's a show that's very fucking good. A24. Oh, I about this. Yeah. A24 uh, published, produced. I don't know what they do, but they're fucking amazing. A24. And um, it's Steven Yoon and Ali Wong. Um, Ali Wong. And, yeah. um it's fucking great. It's fucking great. Um, it's I don't even want to tell you what it's about. You don't need it to know. It's just everyone go watch it. All right. Yeah, I just awesome. saw the trailer. looked looked interesting. All right, cool. What else you got? Anything? That's it. All right. Uh, I'll go through things really quickly here. I just saw the movie 65 starring Adam Driver. Uh, I know the reviews were not great, but we were in the mood for a dude shooting dinosaurs, and that is exactly what we got. That's um, what it is. Wasn't the freshest thing, was the most original thing, uh, but I, I thought we had a good time, and I'm not sad that we watched it. Uh, so if you want to see Adam Driver shooting some dinosaurs while he is um, joling or or Mandalorianing a girl through the dinosaur wilderness, that is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, finished Severance the other day. Did we talk about this already? I think we did last episode. Yeah. Oh, did and we you talk about it? You loved it. Yeah, yeah you I loved, okay. loved the last Love Severance. Yep. That is great. Uh, I will say, though, I thought that, in fact, I'm 99% sure that Ben Stiller said it was one season and done. Do you remember him saying that? He wanted to be. He wanted to be. Yes. I think they greenlit him a second season. If they he did. Yeah. I remembered reading the interview with Ben Stiller going, that was the story I wanted to tell and I'm done. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. And then I got to the end of the series and I'm like, boy, there's, I feel like there's still lots to do here. And clearly Apple agreed because season two is coming. So uh, bullshit walks and money talks and Ben Stiller's getting paid. So there is a season two coming. Well, he's uh, going to be smart about it, I think. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, great job, though. Great job. I mean, I uh, I did not expect that out of Ben Stiller because he's famous for goofy comedy, but this was a, a great turn. I thought he did a great job. Uh, Quantum Leap, we finished the season. I didn't talk about this last week, did I? No. Yes, you've talked about Quantum Leap, I think, every episode. But the, uh, the, the wrap-up of the season? Did I talk about the wrap-up? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well, whatever. Yeah. It was great. 
uh, I can't remember if I talked about it or not. Wrap up season, great season ender, great season. Looking forward to season two. Started slow, got strong. I like the show a lot now. I hope it continues. Quantum Leap is great. Uh, we watched Night of the Living Dead from 1968. Have you seen that one? Of course. Oh, man. So My funny. son, who was 13, had never seen it. Okay. Uh, he tried to watch it before, and it was too scary, so we put a pause on it. But he was old enough to get through it now. And, man, that movie holds up, dude. Like, there's definitely a few sections that that movie could, could use a little trim. There's a few parts that kind of go on a little long, as most things do in the 70s. I'm noticing 70s is the, the talky generation for film and TV. Uh, but, yeah, still worth it. I mean, some interesting political commentary, some racial commentary that apparently according to the people who made the movie did not intend, but it got in there anyway, since the main character is a black guy. Um, really, you know, still creepy, still scary. You can see the, the blueprints for all the zombie movies to come being laid right there in real time. Really fascinating um, film. It's not gory. It's not too scary at all uh, by any means. So I definitely recommend it. It's, it's definitely one of those ones where it's a classic and you should go watch it and it still holds up and it's worth viewing. So interesting stuff. The last thing I want to talk about is I know I talked about Brave Star before. Have you ever have you, did you track down some Brave Star? Not yet. I watched some on YouTube. Man, we are like thirty or forty episodes deep in a Brave Star, and that show. I, I got to get your opinion on this, but like that show fucking brings the issues. Um, they don't do it right off the bat, but we watched one that's a pretty famous episode where they talk about drugs and drug dealing, and a kid in that show like literally dies from overdosing on drugs. Man, we were all like, what? Kid fucking died? Like, blew our fucking minds that he actually, like, straight up died. And then everybody was sad about it. And it just, it got real fucking heavy for a minute, which was interesting. And one of the other episodes coming after that, um, again, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Brave Star, the 1980s cartoon from Filmation, somewhat related to He-Man, although not technically, which starred a Native American hero who was a sheriff. Um, some appropriation issues going on, which I want to get your opinion about, but I think they do a lot of good. And the other thing they talked about later on was the prairie people who are the, the indigenous species of this planet. They were getting put in a fucking reservation concentration camp, dude. I was like, what? Oh my God. Like, I couldn't believe we were talking about this. And I was looking at my son. He's like, holy shit. I'm like, I know, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't ever see this episode before. Damn. And they just talked about like, the prairie people, like, you know, the, the white people, like, this is for your own good, and this, this is what we're doing. And they didn't talk to them about it, and the prairie people were like, fuck that, we're fighting back, we're not going on the res. And I was like, it was blowing my mind that I was watching this, like, in an 80s fucking cartoon show, dude. I mean, I felt like it came to a good resolution. They ended up retaining their freedom, and Brave Star came to their aid and everything. But, man, I was like, what? Like, oh, dude, the show just brings the issue sometimes. So, anyway, great stuff. I'm loving it. Um, but I want to get your opinion on it. If you've seen a couple episodes, what did you think of it? Oh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a super depressing but also very real uh, situation that they dealt with, so that's cool. I, oh, I, I can't – animation hurts me. Just like with, with certain art with you, with um, video games, Yeah, you're like, I can't, my eyes. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way with cartoons. I just can't. I can't with that style anymore. I grew up with it, and it's great. But sure, that's why sure. I don't watch the He-Man stuff. And even that new He-Man, I don't, I don't really particularly love the animation, but – um, anyways, I think it's really cool for what they did and, you know, light years ahead of its time. Did you feel like offended at all? Like, did you feel like appropriation or were you, did you feel like it was okay? No, it's fine. Also back then it didn't even like, they didn't understand what they were doing. Um, yeah, they were yeah, just yeah. trying to like to show a native American in some way. And dude, today the native Americans still aren't shown. So I can't ever be like, Oh, I don't know if it's not good enough. <laughs> 
It's fucking, if anything happens with natives, I'm kind of psyched already. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just kind of take know, what we get, basically, is what I'm saying, unfortunately. I hear you. I hear you. So, I mean, I, I respect that for sure. And, you know, being a white presenting person, I didn't want to, like, weigh in on that. But I do feel like, like, kind of like you said, my, my takeaway was they meant well. And, yeah, they probably fucked up a couple times. But I think ultimately what they were doing with it was showing a Native American lead character strong in a very positive light. And, like, as the show goes on, talking about really important political issues in a good way that kind of brings it to kids and and doing it with a person who was not wide and lead, I think was pretty amazing back then. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like they mm-hmm. may have fucked up, but I feel like they fucked up with the best intentions. And I don't think it's not something that we should be like burning right now. So I, all right. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all you got. This is a show. Wait, folks. wait, wait. Check oh, it out. Else? Uh, oh, I just Googled and it said shades, specters, and other other real douchebags <laughs> on the obsidian forums. Okay. Uh, So I'm not alone. Obviously, this one person's like, why do they wreck my ass so much? Do I have to start the game over? These are my same things. Uh, And then one other person says, they are way overpowered uh, compared to other enemies you meet at the same point in the game. So it's just like a fucking break. Like they fucked up. So that's all you do? You got to just level up? There's no trick to it? I'm going to scroll down and see if there's more answers. But there's just so many people saying the same thing. And so obviously, you know, I'm not fucking okay. alone. So that is so that is a problem. They should have caught it. It's a problem. Or They're fucking yeah. specters. Right. I was fighting a goblin, you dummies. Well, I, I, that seems like a jump. So do some research, find out what the answer is, and we'll circle back and we'll see what happens. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right, folks. That is a show. As always, if you want your questions and comments, hit us up, Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at games on Instagram at Podcast. You can hit us up individually as well. Carlos, where is your traffic going this week? I'll be in the Obsidian forums. <laughs> catch catch Carlos there. on the, Carlos. the Spectre threads in the Obsidian forums. Give him some support over there. All right. As for me, uh, same as always, I'm on basically every social media platform except Facebook because fuck Facebook. It's Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Uh, it's me. It's B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. All A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 331. Thank you all so much again for joining us here on the Soviet Games podcast. And we'll see you next week. We will see you next week.